0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 74 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. Joe, what a weekend. Um, you take a look at all these uh, matches beforehand, and honestly, you, you think to yourself, eh, there are going to be some not-so-great ones in there. But uh, those not-so-great ones <laughs> might have been the best ones, specifically Boston Uprising versus Houston Outlaws. No bias there. Um, maybe if Boston lost, I'd, I'd be, I'd be coming on the show and saying that it was an awful match, but, (laughs) uh, Boston did win. So it was a fantastic match.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, going into this weekend, people were talking about, you know, this was, this was the match that was, uh, maybe the closest out of the weekend, uh, but not for the right reason. But uh, but yeah, this uh, I would agree probably one of the more entertaining ones that we uh, that we got this past week. Uh,
0: but we cannot ignore the first match. I mean, we should go in order here. We can't ignore the first match because honestly, that was a pretty pretty good match too. Mainly because um, something we didn't expect happened, and that was the Philadelphia Fusion looking a lot better than the New York Excelsior uh at during most of this match i would say um i know i i messaged you during the match you weren't watching live did you end up getting to check it out again
1: oh yeah absolutely nice (laughs) Uh, what are your what are your
0: thoughts on your philly fusion joe yeah we
1: had we had predicted this one um Uh, Last week you had New York. I picked Philly. Um, But even when I made the prediction, I said, you know, look, this is going to be number one—a really telling match um, for this Atlantic Division. But number two, uh, a pretty close one too. I I thought. Uh, Obviously, we we both had them on our preseason power rankings. New York and Philly, you know, right up there on the top four, both of them. Um, But uh, but yeah, so expected it to be much closer than it ended up looking. Honestly, Um, obviously. New York was able to to pull out a map here um, on uh, Havana, but um, yeah, it was really uh, really interesting watching uh, watching Philly uh, in lots of ways. Just yeah, just outplaying New York in in ways that um, it's certainly we and I'm sure New York fans and stuff as well really um, weren't expecting. Um, like I mean, Horizon wasn't. Uh, wasn't very close, even as I recall. Um,
0: yeah, no. Um, yeah, Horizon was not close at all. <laughs> uh, Philly kind of rolled them, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Because that, yeah, they they took the fir- they attacked first and took the first two points, blazingly fast, and then Phil held NYXL. So, um, yeah, I don't. It from this weekend, not only this game, it's. Um, Very clear, the Philadelphia Fusion's strategy, at least in this meta, is um, wait for Carpe to get a pick and then destroy the other team. Um, And without a doubt, almost every single fight, Carpe will get a pick. Uh, And that's why he is my MVP this week. Um, And it wasn't during this match that I decided it. It was, I think, map one of when Philly played Toronto, which we'll talk about later because that was also a great match. Um, when I realized, uh, that they were doing the same thing, like it felt like almost at first, I thought it was like a specific NYXL strat they were going for where they're, they were like, okay, let's have Carpe Pressure, um, Jonak, who by the way, died first so many times in this match. Um, it was ridiculous. It was uncharacteristic of Jonak. Uh, he felt like he was out of place the whole time, but honestly, I, I think that was even Poco mentioned after um after on stage that that was their plan sort of to to um they realized a lot of their players play aggressive specifically jonak and they took advantage of that um but it wasn't only that strat but it wasn't only an nyxl specific strat because they did it once again to toronto because carpe is just so so good like i don't know what last year was just Zarya it was just him not enjoying the meta because my God, this guy clearly when he wants to be he's the he's the best player in this league
1: yeah he uh he, not really suddenly but but suddenly um uh still isn't bad <laughs> 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 which uh, nobody was really expecting him to be, but sure enough uh can confirm carpe is not bad
0: hmm i'd like to go i i really wanna go through the numbers and see how many like first picks he had. Because I felt like almost every fight of at least the NYXL match um, started with a carpe pick, (laughs) started with carpe eliminating someone, Um, and that was—I mean—that's how you win. Like if if NYXL has to be fighting five e six the whole time, it's they just can't—they can't win.
1: Yeah, well, particularly. like you mentioned on, on Horizon, that it was a, a full hold. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about, thinking about that map. And yeah, New York's attack just we get thwarted every time. Mm-hmm. It's just not just not good. Not good if you're a, a New York fan looking at that match.
0: Nope. Uh, luckily, I had my memory jog there because the next match... Boston uprising versus Houston outlaws lasted so long. I completely forgot the fusion and excelsior even played this year. <laughs> um, it was, yeah. it was in the distant past to me at that point. Um, but let's talk Boston uprising, Houston outlaws. Uh, because this, <laughs> this was a quite a crazy match. Uh, of course I work for Boston uprising. So I've been reliving it many times over and over again, editing videos. Um, which, by the way, check out our Jerry video because it is my baby, and I <laughs> I absolutely love making making it. Um,
1: it was very good, <laughs> uh,
0: but I won't I won't talk about this uh, as much as I'll let you talk about it. Obviously, uh, but I guess I'll 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 give you some questions to go off of Joe because um, uh, obviously the Boston uprising they brought a different starting lineup this time. Uh, Houston didn't really they did the same change. Uh, they ch- they put Dante in. This week, uh, Houston did, so I guess good on them for that, but as as far as, like, what would you think of the Boston Uprising rookies? He had Mufin out there um, this week, and then, of course, Jerry.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but pulling both of them out, I mean, first of all, uh, in case you haven't seen this, I don't think... Uh, yeah, sure enough, this was your your one match to rewatch. Uh, so in case you haven't seen this match, uh, maybe go back and watch it on on one and a half speed or something, um, so so that you're not sitting there for forever. Uh, but this was a regular season match that went to seven maps um, in order to f- finally first get battle. our um, yeah f- in order to finally get our first to three winner <laughs> um, because there were two draws. Uh, Boston. Uh, one two of the first four maps and then there were draws on the other two um, and then uh, obviously map five and on is all control uh, so no more draws so I think um, I, I think it's possible to go eight maps technically but um, eight maps is the longest regular season match you can have um, but in order we, to do
0: that, you'll need a payload tie, which has you, never you happened. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm waiting for that day.
1: <laughs> it's definitely possible, though. It uh, is. And, and, like on Dorado specifically, I know it's possible. But, uh, but it didn't happen. Um, the, the Possum 1 Ilios map 1, uh, Dorado map 3. Um, and then Houston brought it back all the way to 2-2 um, two, two scoreline through three control maps. Um and it w- it was night and day in a lot of different ways, honestly. And um, it, 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 I guess there's uh, I'm trying to remember what uh, what other series was like that this week. Uh, but it, there's another series we can say that of too. But specifically, specifically this one, um, yeah, Houston was was very much not there in the first half. Um, but somehow, when when the the going got tough, the tough got going, um, and. Uh, but in a good way. <laughs> and Houston pulls out Oasis, they pull out Nepal, uh, send it all the way to Lijiang Tower, seven maps, um, and then Boston finally pulls it out at the end. But, uh, uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's great. I don't know the length of the VOD. It's probably like two and a half hours or something on YouTube. Mm-hmm.
0: It is two and a half um, hours. I've been working yeah. with the VOD, and it is two and a half hours. <laughs> <years.
1: laughs> there you go. Uh, in another replay viewer all this time, and probably i don't know mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's it super cool series and uh obviously brennan brennan sideshow were loving it on on the <laughs> the on the cast Didn't think of a better uh, duo
0: to cast that one honestly
1: yeah it was uh what did they keep what do they keep calling it el Clasico mm-hmm. before and after every single map it was el Clasico. welcome back to el Clasico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah which yeah because it was seven maps we got that a lot but uh yeah
0: <laughs> yep
1: it was it was something
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um and there's a, some there were some great great moments to watch honestly uh, it just i don't know um at points boston looked super dominant uh specifically on dorado and then at the that first half of blizzard world uh before they ended up tying like they said um They set, I think, the third fastest time on Dorado Uh, attack. They actually own the first, the fastest time as well. Uh, But that was back in season one. So completely different team, basically. And then, um, yeah, Jerry. I can't. I'm so hype about Jerry. Not just because I know the dude and he is (laughs) amazing. I absolutely love him. Um, Like, I couldn't think of anyone I would want to to get super started more than this man, honestly, he's just so nice and hilarious. Um, yeah. He, and then he, I mean, there was amazing, amazing moments like on Nepal. I think it's my favorite play of the week. I keep rewatching it. Like he just, he gets nano boosted as McCree and he, um, kills Blase's McCree while he's alting. And then he stops another alt from happening. Um, in in a May Blizzard by flashbanging her during during the animation. It's just like stopped two alts in the matter of a second. And uh it's I really like that play. Um but yeah. Any anything else stand I mean we should talk Houston a little bit. Um they still looking like the worst team to you. Um
1: I mean it's it's unfortunate to say um going back in a um up their their overall matches they've had so far. I mean, uh, going down 3-0 to New York, um, we, you know, I, I guess kind of expected, but at the same time, you really don't want to see that. Um, obviously, from a Houston Outlaws that are, I want to say, zero and four now. Uh, yeah, I think they are zero and four here after three weeks um and yeah so coming close um coming close to a win against a boston team um uh, that obviously neither team really wanted to see this go all the way to seven maps um it, 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 i still think unfortunately it's, it doesn't do much for uh it, it doesn't it doesn't do much for either of the teams really which is which is unfortunate as far as um at least you know where i'm positioning them in my head but um uh you, you know we still have to see him against lots of other um you, you know um i don't know what the word i'm trying to think of it like lots of other markers in the league to try to see where exactly they line up but uh but it's not looking uh not looking super great Um yeah ES- it, the, at, at least after three weeks yeah
0: the espn coaches poll uh, which is um espn just takes all the, the coaches vote around the league um and Boston Uprising went from 20 to 19, and Houston Outlaws went from 19 to 20 after this. So big moves, yeah. Oh, right? I don't know what <laughs> you're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but, yeah, this was <laughs> El Clasico, I guess. Um, amazing. Uh, but to finish, to round off the day, uh, me and Joe both got a prediction wrong. Um, in fact, Washington Justice really let us down this weekend, Joe. Really Yeah, it time.
1: was... It was um, surprising. <laughs> is is, is a, a good way to put it? I mean, uh, and not you know incredibly so, I guess. But when you have, um, like you said, we, we both predicted them. Um, I think we both predicted them to go 2-0 this past week, um, but instead um, took their own homestand question mark zero and two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, their own their own homestand, uh, losing twice, um, and. and their uh, their their last loss against London, which we'll get to, uh, pretty embarrassingly. Honestly, uh, it was this was the other series I was alluding to that uh, really a tale of two halves. But uh, but yeah, both against Paris uh, here in match three and and London. Yeah, not uh, not what you want to see out of Washington Justice that was able to take Philly to, uh, to was take a map off of Philly, pretty dominant over Houston. Um. in week two yeah it was, um, it was a little bit underperforming it seems like
0: yeah definitely I I agree with you there I think I saw a little bit of a different Washington out there this week Um, and yeah I wasn't too, too impressed but uh, usually I complain about Roar but Roar had a pretty insane chatter against Toronto um, which is being hailed as the best play of the week by Overwatch League at least in their top plays of the week um because yeah he did get an insane chatter they ended up not winning that point um and it was it was the last point in the entire game i think like that was for the game and they ended up losing the next fight which is sad but um if they would have won that chatter would be remembered forever as something huge honestly uh, against london did i say against toronto against london
1: uh i think i think you said yeah toronto but it was london yes. yeah you're right
0: um but yeah it's as far as paris goes i'm i'm a little more impressed by them honestly they look pretty good too it wasn't just washington looking bad um and i was watching watch point um a couple of, i can't remember who but two of them Two of them picked Paris to beat Washington, and I was like, oh, yeah. I, like It was like almost when I picked, I forgot that Paris did look pretty good in New York a couple weeks ago. Um, I was like, yeah, they did look pretty. Actually, they I am excited about Paris. They could definitely win this game, and then sure enough, they did. And that was Paris's only game of the weekend, too. So pretty impressive this weekend from them.
1: Absolutely. And um, not only that, but the... Um uh, my MVP for the week. I'm uh, giving it to Hanbin. Um, this was this was the first match he was able to play in. Uh, I think because of his age, even so. Yeah, his, he, uh, his, his birthday like, was last rec- week or something. Yeah, just recently turned eighteen. Um, and playing for Paris Eternal, and he, yeah, super super well showing up uh, there on the off tank role. Um, I, I don't. Uh, obviously we can't really say that like he was the only reason that. Uh the, the Paris won the series, but he was certainly a big contribution to that. Um and it's just uh gonna be exciting to see uh you know where they where they take him next. Um, and my honorable mention here I did put Jerry. Um uh, yes, <laughs> my, <I saw> <laughs> my, my MVP honorable mention. Um but uh this week it's going to Hanben. Um uh from that's uh, super cool match against uh between Paris and Washington.
0: Yeah. Um, I forgot to mention Jerry is leading in most final blows per ten minutes currently. Um, so that's pretty. There you go, Jerry. Jerry hype train's real. Uh, but yeah, Paris Paris winning Washington. There still has yet to be a home stand host that has gone one and one. There you either go zero and two or you go two and zero. Um, hmm. and Washington was about to do it, but got reverse swept. Of course. Uh, we, yeah. yeah we move on to Sunday. I think we can just skip the first game. Do you have anything to say about the first game Sunday? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, uh, what we're talking about Philly here New York, Houston. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, after, after performances from both of these teams, I mean, it's not, uh, not, not, not super surprising, not, uh, super out of the question. No. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's even why we didn't, uh, pick that match. Um,
0: it was too obvious. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, that, that was the one that we picked. It was like, yeah, no, we don't need to.
0: I mean, NX, NYXL looks super strong against one of the worst teams, but they still look super strong, uh, which kind of makes Philly's win against them look even better. But It's true. Um, yeah, nothing to say. Houston bad, NYXL good. They're like literally on the opposite ends of the standings probably at the end of the year. So Yeah. Um, and then the next game was the Philly Fusion versus the Toronto Defiant. Yeah. Um, where this was a super close one the philly fusion uh, won the first two maps toronto brought it back on dorado and king's row to take it to a map five where philly then it, it <laughs> this one felt like felt like oh they kind of get like it felt like boston houston too because it felt like those two once they started going to to control boston like kind of turned off Felt like Philly kind of turned off at some point. And then just like they're like, oh yeah, we got to win this game. That <laughs> it's
1: funny how that works. Yeah,
0: because they were super dominant on on Nepal. But um, the, the other two maps were super close and fun to watch. I still really enjoy watching Toronto. I think they're a very fun team to watch and have a very Absolutely.
1: fun style. It, and, you know, just the players on that team, Surefour and Agilities and Kareev and the. You know, just people who play in cool ways. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. uh, it's super entertaining to watch. And I mean, you can think about Kings Row map four, um, when both teams almost completed a full push in one minute plus overtime. I mean, it's it's, it's cool to watch. Um, And obviously as a Philly fan, uh, being able to pick up the win at the end, you know, that's what, it's what you want to see
0: i mean they just wanted they missed going to map five joe they just wanted to do it again um
1: i think that must have been what it was yeah Yeah,
0: they love them of course if you didn't know philly fusion loves map fives uh they haven't so much this year so far so they're like oh let's just do a quick throwback Um, uh, but now if it <laughs> toronto still looked great um i'm impressed by toronto because toronto put up a better fight against philly than new york did so well, i don't know what that says toronto better than new york maybe who knows
1: uh, we'll have to wait till they play it whenever that is yeah um probably soonish but we'll see
0: yeah it's got to be pretty soon because most of the most of the atlantic versus atlantic stuff uh is happening like first half of the season so um yeah what happened next oh yes washington got reverse swept by london the first reverse sweep of the year um London, the first two maps were pretty close, but London really turned on the last three maps in my opinion. Um.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that is a good assessment <laughs> uh, of that. Yeah, this was um uh, uh, let me get to where this is here. Yeah, this was. Um, I mean, if you go back and I, I think my one. This is my series you should rewatch. Um, from every week we pick a pick a series you should go back and watch from this past week, um, but more specifically, you should just go watch map three of this series, um, of London versus Washington Justice. Um, like I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was it was like. Um, it's like Washington like unplugged their keyboards for a map. Yeah, I know. it was <laughs> it was not good. <laughs>
0: what was it, Four point three one meters. They went on Dorado,
1: or something. Yeah, it was like you know not even not even to the not even around the first corner. It was they didn't make it to the first building.
0: I mean, I love like it. I was, love that. <laughs> like that's such a big state Like what's that's such a big statement to make. After halftime, you're down two zero as the London Spitfire, a full rookie team, and you come out on defense on Dorado and hold them like at the door, and just destroy them
1: like that's for th- for three and a half minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: like that's cr- that's such like once that happens, like there's no way you're winning this series if you're Washington Justice, right? Um, they came back in map five, like it looked not close at all in Blizzard World once again. But they came back in map five and made it close and almost pulled it out. Literally went down to 99.99 on the last point in Nepal. But um, like after that happens on Dorado, I I was just like, nah, London, there's no way Washington wins this game. This this group of rookies just held them at the door on Dorado, Um, which has to be the best defense ever. I I would assume like that's insane. It's insane. Yeah um absolutely great like they barely had to push that cart on offense um crazy i've never seen anything like it but do you think this do you think this opens the gates kind of for london now of course they're a rookie team they've got some talent it seemed maybe like it's just stage nerves at first and once that map three came they seemed like a whole different team do you think now's the time for london is london just gonna break out now that that happened
1: I mean, I guess it's possible. Uh, also, this is completely unrelated. But you were we were talking about when does New York play Toronto? Uh, not until week twenty one. Oh, and then it, and then and then again week twenty seven. Okay. Um, but sorry, <laughs> I was scrolling through that as you were talking uh, in Boston
0: but, actually. So I'll I'll be I'll be there for that one.
1: Uh, there you go um but yeah it's it's, think about you know what does this do for london um it's like simultaneously nothing and everything and a lot of it depends on these matches that they have ahead um they're they're playing houston in week four and florida i think those are both um probably winnable um you know based on based on the record they've had um it's, it's a matter of um you know which kind of which kind of London is going to show up? Is it going to be the London that um, that just beat uh, that just beat the Washington Justice that were looking kind of nice, or is it going to be the London that lost 3-0 to the Paris Eternal? Um, obviously, we don't have a huge sample size yet for this roster specifically, but, uh, but, but yeah, I think there's there's definitely two winnable matches um, this coming week in Houston, um, and it's it's a matter of are they going to be able to you know take advantage of that. Uh, or not, and in fact, I think we're predicting both of their upcoming uh, matches in Houston.
0: Exciting! Um,
1: here at the end of the show,
0: yeah. I'm excited to predict them, Joe. Um, but yeah, this is—it's going to be interesting going forward. I'm—I like—I missed the Pacific Division a lot, conference, I guess. But we're getting a real good front row seat of the Atlantic Conference. We're going to be like geniuses of the Atlantic Conference um, after after these weeks here. Uh, before we even get a Pacific match Uh, but it's it's been interesting seeing the dynamics I think it's a completely different conference from last year honestly like teams are like we mentioned in our preview like these teams have changed the most Pacific didn't change as much um, as as these teams right here and they're all looking they're all looking pretty crazy pretty different and I'm excited to see them play against Pacific because I have been pretty impressed by the play so far honestly
1: yeah, it's. Uh, we get into this later on the show, but we just gotta figure out when. Uh, <laughs> when are we gonna see any Pacific matches? Yeah, nobody knows.
0: Um, well, let's get into it now because that's the next thing on our on our list. Actually, unless you have anything else to say about this weekend.
1: Um, I mean, I don't think so. Washington home They'll have a bunch of them. This was one of five, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. And one of them, um, one of them is not this weekend, but the weekend after that. So we're immediately sweet, done yeah back. week
1: five. Washington to Houston to Washington again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, not a bad week. We got to see, um, uh, Benjamin Franklin also. So, Oh
0: yes. Yes. Love Benjamin. That was something. Yeah. I imagine he'll come also, back every time they're in Washington. Hopefully. Yeah.
1: And also they had jaws as some, some British character, I think.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, fun, fun stuff. Um, let's talk, Korean homestands have been canceled again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, well, it was a okay. home, the Korea. So the, the Seoul home stand week five was canceled. And then where they were going to, they were going to play all of, uh, all, of the, all the matches they've missed so far in South Korea as well. Those have also been postponed. Um, for the safety cause uh, the coronavirus virus is now spreading pretty big in South Korea as well. Um, all the Pacific division teams from, um, uh, America and NA in general are, are already z- zoomed their way back to America immediately when this was announced. Um, but yeah, just, just super, super unfortunate, unfortunate still, but this is, still the right decision you like you can't i know people want to see these teams play and it's it's hard for the teams it's giving them maybe a little bit of a disadvantage because they don't get to play in this meta for some teams um some would say maybe they get do get an advantage because they get to watch other teams play before they do um i say it probably doesn't really matter because everyone everyone's missing their games like no one The way they've formatted things, basically everyone in Pacific has either played like one, two games or zero games. So none of them are—they're all at the same level, if you ask me. Um, So I guess that works out kind of well. But yeah, just sad. Any, any, anything sad you want to say, Joe? You, you, you—it's just (laughs) some sad stuff happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we keep. in the past, we have kept talking about you know this this season is is you know make or break for the league, and that's the phrase people are throwing around. Um, and you know, obviously, there's no control that uh, that Blizzard or Overwatch you know, League really has over any of this. Uh, but it, at the same time, yeah, it's just so unfortunate and such uh, it's such bad timing league wise. Again, you know, the people who are sick and the people who are dying and, and the, but even putting aside all of that uh, just just for the you know it's, it's not uh, what anybody would have wanted for this uh, uh, competitively uh, since, since that is you know sort of the perspective we're taking on this podcast but uh, yeah to, to have all these matches postponed and there's schedule weirdness and yeah it's I, I can't imagine what it's doing to these players um, who who are, you know just essentially idle and will be for a month or more um just waiting on things to happen hmm yeah it's yeah it's, i mean like you said it's not good <laughs> it's yeah. not good if i had to guess um, if I, and it's not gonna get fixed anytime soon either
0: yeah if i had to guess and this is a complete guess i actually even though i work for a team in the orange league i have zero clue what they're doing like they don't let us know at all because we we're not involved so it doesn't matter for us um but if i had to guess i i would guess that they're gonna try to get the um, the Chinese teams to uh, come out to Western United States, if they can, to try to play games, replay games, if not week five, week six and seven before, or even during week eight when, because maybe the Chinese teams can make up some matches then while the, because that week eight is when the Pacific uh, West is scheduled to play next in San Francisco. So um yeah it's gonna be a while till we see some pacific games and then in week nine the chinese teams are supposed to be in america anyways in dallas so it feels like that's the next step is like okay let's oh uh, let's play these games in in america now so if i had to guess that's what they're doing are gonna try to do at least because obviously the longer they wait for this the more and more difficult it gets um because all of a sudden, now these teams have other matches to play on these these weeks later in the season when they're not playing in China when they're playing in America. You know, so absolutely that would be my guess. Is they're trying their hardest to do it, like if if not week five, week six, seven, eight, try to to get these matches postponed to then, and they're going to play uh, in the in L.A. or something. Is my guess.
1: It makes sense. Yeah
0: um but that's hopeful you know <laughs> the, the worst case is like they just can't get the get the players out here because um because they're in china or something like like uh, there's there's some bad situations that can happen obviously um and coronavirus is spreading here too so who knows <laughs> um a lot of a lot of matches might be postponed in general because of it okay uh well we'll keep you updated on that obviously gonna be tons of news We got tons of news about um, the game this week. Actually, we got some patches to go through. The patch man does. Uh, But before you do, let's talk about experimental mode, which Jeff mentioned in the developer update um, with hero bands. Uh, But now he went more into depth on it because it has been released. And um, the first experimental mode is triple damage to one tank and two support. Um, so just switching up the roll queue from 222 two, two, to Jeff called it 321. Other people are calling it different things because of how things are ordered. Uh, who cares? There's three damage and one <laughs> tank, uh, but that, um, that chance. So it's key to understand that experimental mode is most likely not going to live anytime soon if it does go to live. I think they would have to do way more testing specifically on this one because um, this is a big change uh, there have been there's been a lot of panic I've seen on Twitter like this is awful type thing, but it's like, yeah, but it's fun, right like it's that's the whole point of this Yeah, it's, like.
1: it's not meant to be a competitive mode mm-hmm. yeah
0: um, have you played around with it at all?
1: Uh, I have played. I played one game, um, which I won. So nice. and then I stopped because I was on a hot streak. <laughs> um, of course. But uh, yeah, yeah, no. And I played. I played support because it gave me a loot box. <laughs> um, so so I haven't played any of the new tanks yet. But. Mm-hmm. Um, uh but yes yeah, it's, it's super interesting and uh perfectly well timed too with the uh with the ash event that uh, we'll talk about once we launch into the patch notes here but uh but yeah being able to try out this fancy new weird balance thing um get some wins for the competitive event, or get, get some wins for the arcade event i guess um uh, yeah it's it's it's, uh, it's super interesting and hopefully we get more stuff like that um in the future too
0: yeah i agree uh so apparently experimental mode's just gonna be like a constant thing it seems
1: um uh constant in that it'll be they'll like be coming up with new stuff all the time but i think there was a forum post um that I saw got put on Reddit is Jeff was saying that they're intending for the card itself to be accessible only, uh, only for a few days at a time.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: and, and so they'll have, you know, every two or three weeks they might come up with a different experimental mode, but the card will actually only be open for, he said, a few days. Um, Interesting. So maybe you know by the end of the week it'll be gone already.
0: Yeah. So get on there and play it, I guess. Um, yeah. But he said, I I think he on that forum post he like I mentioned that they already have some like ideas for the next experiment Uh, but it's not as drastic as this so yeah Uh, but could be i think it's cool i think it brings people to the game i think uh, tons of people were queuing up in tank like tank had like a 10 plus minute queue uh, because they wanted to try out all the new crazy changes which joe will go into detail in the patch notes which is a majority of just like the experiment patch notes um so go ahead joe
1: Absolutely, let's do it. So we had a live patch come out uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon, Tuesday, uh, February 25th. Um, And most of that is stuff we've seen before on the PTR, uh, but stuff that is live now. So we'll go over that here. Uh, First thing is we have uh, Ash's Mardi Gras challenge. Uh, Like I mentioned, that's uh, going on right now. It's just like all of the other um, skin-related challenges that we've seen. If you pick up 9 wins sometime in the next uh, two weeks, I assume, now through March 9th, so yeah, two weeks. Um, pick up 9 wins and you get uh, a couple sprays, a couple icons, and Ash's Mardi Gras skin, uh, which is visible on the Overwatch home screen, so that's a cool thing. Um, you get wins in Quick Play, Competitive, Arcade, or the Experimental card. Uh, and also they're doing the thing where you can watch participating streams, to get some sprays too, so you can find the list of uh, the stream schedule online. Um, also, in these patch notes are or is the announcement about hero pools. Um, so technically, I guess that tech has probably been moved to the live um, to the live game now. Obviously, that won't go into effect until I believe March 9th. Um, so yeah, in fact, that's, that makes sense because that's the end of the Ash skin. Um, the AshScan event, and so they'll do like a transition thing and open up competitive Season 21, um, and also hero pools. So that's there. And the experimental card has gone up, Um, 1-3-2 triple damage rule set is what is described on this uh, this patch notes, we already talked about it, it's uh, 1 tank player, 3 damage heroes and 2 support heroes per team composition. Um, and they're, they they out with some patch notes for this experimental card. So this is not on the live game, this is not on the PTR, this it's only accessible if you're playing a game under the experimental card um, on the live patch of the game, changing up uh, a few of the tanks. Looks like six or seven of the tanks, so everybody but Wrecking Ball, basically. Uh, so, real quick, going through that. Uh, Diva, uh, her a uh, her armor-to-health ratio has been adjusted, so she now has 400 armor and 200 health. Um, it used to be the other way around, so it's a little bit tankier, uh, but her total health is still 600. Um, the duration, the max duration of her defense matrix has been increased from 2 seconds to 4. Basically, she can use it for twice as long uh, before it has to recharge. And uh, while she's holding on primary fire, her movement penalty has been reduced from 50% to 30%. Um, for lots of these quote-unquote off-tank heroes, um, this is intended to make them you know, more viable as a solo tank, because that's obviously uh, what they'll be played as in this 3-2-1 um, roll queue system. Arissa got uh, a little bit of a change. Uh, her her shield cooldown has been reduced from ten seconds to eight, and uh, her barrier health has been increased back up to nine hundred, um, which I think is very very similar, if not identical, to uh, where Arissa was pre uh, some of the nerfs that she just recently got. <laughs> uh, which is interesting, mm-hmm. but you know that's that's kind of where we're sitting here. Uh, Reinhardt. Um, Uh, so his armor-to-health ratio has also still been adjusted. Uh, His total health is still 500, total hit points still 500, but he now has 300 armor and 200 health. Uh, Used to be the other way around. Uh, Again, makes him just a little bit tankier with some of that damage reduction. Uh, His hammer now deals 90 damage per swing instead of 75, um, and his shield regeneration rate has been increased from 200 to 250 health per second. Uh, Roadhog is uh, is one of the one of the more interesting changes here. Uh, his, the cooldown on his hook has been reduced from eight seconds to six. Uh, his primary fire uh, damage propellant has been reduced from six to five. Uh, one fifty damage per shot maximum has been reduced now to one twenty five maximum, and his ultimate cost, whole hog, has been increased by fifteen percent. Um, Specifically because of all the extra healing he does now. Yeah, his take-a-breather ability has been modified, making more of a solo tank. Uh, and so now when you press E, you leave behind uh, a giant vape cloud um, on the ground that will heal all allies within it, 25 health per second, and provide 25% damage reduction to them uh, for several seconds. I don't know how long exactly. Uh, but it's a big ol' um Area OE was what I was trying to say. AOE effect. (laughs) Area OE. OE, Yeah. Um, It's a big big old AOE effect uh, for that. So essentially just applying his uh, take a breather to more of his team. Sigma got a small change. His barrier regen rate has been increased from 120 to 200 per second, which is kind of significant. And his health has been increased from 900 to 1200. Uh, Winston um, got some buffs as well. His armor health pool has been increased from 100 to 200, uh, so he still has 400 uh, health points and 200 armor points for a total of 600 now, up from 500. And his bubble cooldown has been reduced from 13 seconds to 10. Uh, so you'll have your bubble faster. I think the bubble's still 800 or 900 health and lasts for like 5 or 9 seconds, something like that. I don't know if the numbers <laughs> yeah, off top yeah, of yeah. my head, uh, and the big uh, another big change to Zarya is the last tank that got changed. Uh, again, this is only in the one three two experimental card mode. Uh, this one's absolutely nutty. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, so Zarya's health, health got tweaked a little bit too. Um, she now has 300 shields up from 200 for a total uh, hit points of 500. Um, and her the maximum amount of energy she can gain per barrier has been decreased from 40 to 30. Uh, her primary fire, um, the the hit scan. Uh, particle cannon maximum damage per second reduced from 170 to 140 at max charge. Uh, her secondary fire projectile um, projectile weapon maximum damage reduced from 95 to 80. Um, so re- those the, all of those changes reducing um, how high she or how fast she can get charge uh, and how much damage she does while at high charge. Um, but her self uh, her self cooldown barrier has been the cooldown has been decreased uh from 10 seconds to eight and uh her allies her ally barrier ability now will create barriers on all allies within eight meters of your target um and the but the duration of those bubbles has been increased from two seconds to three seconds Um, so as a trade-off for again building charge slightly slower uh, per bubble and having low damage, lower damage at high charge. Now you can have up to six bubbles uh, <laughs> uh, on on your entire team, um, which, if you do the math, gets you up to 180 charge um, <laughs> if if all those bubbles are completely expended. Um, and you can do that every eight or ten seconds now, um, and that's that's Zarya's um, solo tank build. That's that's the way that's been set up. Um, again, only in the experimental card. Um, lots of tank stuff. Yeah. Do if you have any comments on that?
0: I think it's fun. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's very fun. I I enjoy. Obviously, it's a long queue to be a tank, but I think the Zarya. I, I think that's what the Zarya and Roadhog changes are. What I like to see in the experimental tab. That's that convinces me. Like, I'm gonna like the experimental tag. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna like seeing what they put on there because clearly they have a lot of like weird ideas that they do in testing. That they're like, oh, what if we try that? That never see the light of day, and now we get to see like this weird take a breather cloud type thing, and Zarya <laughs> bubbling her whole team that we'll never see again besides these couple days.
1: But it it's funny. One of these. Uh you can tell that it is actually an experimental mode uh, because of like the the Roadhog graphics. Hey, have you seen the like the visuals yeah, yeah. for Roadhogs? <laughs> that it's just like it looks like something out of the workshop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like little yellow bubbles everywhere, and that's like the only effect. Um, but yeah, it's super cool. It's, it's you know they're just throwing stuff out, seeing what sticks, seeing what people are interested in, and that's uh, that's you know obviously what they're interested. Uh, what they're interested in doing is is finding all those kinds of things. Oh yeah, uh, so that's cool to yeah, see.
0: Don't worry about any of these. Everyone everyone might be thinking, oh, they're never going to do one, two, three. But what if they, what if they uh, take one of these these uh, changes to the to the tanks and it's like, no, they're never going to. This is just like a situation if. They're like if this was a solo tank situation we would have to change we'd basically have to buff every single tank besides wrecking ball apparently <laughs> which i don't know what it says about wrecking ball like does that mean they should nerf him in the regular game like the fact that he didn't get a buff here
1: yeah well there was uh i was watching a, a youtube vod of of jane looking over this and he was saying um yeah well because wrecking ball um uh, before 222 came in was often played with triple with triple dps already so (laughs) it kind of makes sense but that's true uh but uh yeah it's interesting yeah there were a few few other small changes on this uh again live patch uh currently live right now um uh namely the uh let's see what's actually relevant So the initial Assemble Heroes timer uh, for games using Assault Hybrid Control and Payload Game Modes, uh, which is interesting that they didn't say Escort, but Payload Game Modes has been reduced from 40 to 35 seconds. Um, So it's basically the the time when both teams are locked in spawn um, before the defenders can exit um, and start doing their thing. So that's something, I guess, your games will be five seconds shorter um, than they used to be. It says, we've updated the interactions between all stuns. Uh, Flashbang, Earthshatter, freeze, sleep, accretion. Uh, I assume that includes uh, shield bash. Um, I don't even know what all else or does CC in this game. But, uh, to be more consistent, uh, new stuns will only replace existing stuns if their duration is longer than the time remaining on the current stun. Um, so, evidently, that's a change uh, from the way things work uh, for the way things worked in the past, um, but it seems like it would be a consistent thing, so it's good. And I Maze mean, Ice Wall now has a visual damage state when under half health. So maybe it's help. it'll help encourage your teammates on ladder to uh, uh, focus down the wall just a little bit more uh, to get at least a chunk of it destroyed. A mm. bunch of workshop changes, uh, including three new. Uh, workshop Chamber, Workshop Island, and Workshop Expanse that you can use as a, like a map base for your Workshop mode, which is kind of cool. Nice. Uh, workshop, Workshop, Workshop. Bug fixes, <laughs> uh, a bunch of bug fixes, and that's basically hmm. it for the patch that is live and went live yesterday.
0: Nice. And we just got a PTR patch a little bit before, um, <laughs> before this podcast uh joe i don't want to force double duty on you if you don't want it do you want me to patch man this one up or do you are you willing to take this one?
1: Oh yeah if we're, if we're doing it we're doing it all. okay i love it that's, that's the way um, to do it <laughs> um, one more note about this this live patch obviously will go into effect um in the overwatch league week five um based on the way things come out because that's the schedule that they gave us so
0: with barely any uh, changes really, I guess besides uh, Hero Pools.
1: Uh yeah, it's true. Yeah, Hero Pools is that is that really the only change? I guess it is. Uh this is no real balance changes in this patch.
0: Makes sense. I mean Hero uh, Pools is, is pretty big actually. So It's true. It <laughs> yeah, makes sense. At first so, I, I was say. upset. I was like, wait, no patch changes? And then I was like I, now I've realized oh yeah, Hero Pools, that's pretty big.
1: Uh, well we'll see a week without May. Yes. <laughs> that's possibly, what that's it's be. up to
0: luck, Joe. Because <laughs> while she is I mean, one of the most played, uh, she could easily we could easily get that chance of of flipping tails instead of heads or something. So
1: uh, hopefully, it's a hopefully it's a weighted percent because she probably has like ninety percent play time or something. Yeah, I mean to be fair, McCree's accurate, been but...
0: played tons. Uh, there are a lot of a lot of heroes that have been played. Reinhardt is like I feel like out there with May. Like every team has a Reinhardt, that's basically. True.
1: At least we've seen like McCree or Reaper or Doomfist. Yeah, that's true. But
0: But May, it's always always
1: accompanied by May. But we'll have to see what happens on two Saturdays from now. I'm interested. And we had a PTR patch. This is patch 1.46 if you're keeping track at home, uh, which there's no need to, but you can if you want to. Uh, Just came out today, February 26th, and we do have some patch um, or some balance changes, so that's cool. But before that happens, we have a new feature. You can share replays. Drum roll. I guess it's too late for the drum roll. But you can share replays. Um, Just like the way you share workshop uh, map codes, there's a six-digit code that you can send to people uh, to be able to access your replays. Uh, And so it'll only last for the length of one patch. Um, You can save up to 10 imported codes. Obviously, you can use as many imported codes as you want, but it'll remember the last ten you used. Um, so, so this is this is the way that, that you can share replays right now. Uh, and I gotta be honest, I'm a little underwhelmed. <laughs> I saw the, I saw the, uh, you know, the header that says we're gonna be able to share replays, and I was super excited. Um, but yeah, to have the the limitations of uh, only having ten. Um, and only being able to save them for for the length of one patch, I mean that's that's kind of unfortunate. And we want to try to move past that if we can. Well, they um,
0: eagerly wait your feedback on this feature. That's oh yeah. what it says. Bottom, oh yeah, so <laughs> don't worry, Jeff. They're awaiting They're waiting oh, oh, what true. you're saying. So
1: I thought I thought you were just being sarcastic, but no, it <laughs> it, it literally says that in yeah. the patch notes. We eagerly await your feedback yeah.
0: on this feature. So you're already giving it to them, Joe, So they they're eagerly listening to this podcast
1: yeah so my feedback is I mean it's fine but I wish we could like actually have a file to export that we could save properly uh, over longer than one patch Uh, but it's a good start and we'll be able to see lots of cool stuff with that Um, so that's good Um, let's see (laughs) The initial assemble heroes timer for games using the assault hybrid control and payload game modes have been further reduced from 35 to 30 seconds, um, which I guess is the thing that they decided really needed to happen. So on the PTR and soon to live, it'll be further down to 30 seconds. Um, Oh interesting. And they, they, they added, <laughs> I don't know why this is the first time I'm reading this, but finally, um, there's an adjustment to assault, payload and hybrid game modes um, that are is basically gonna keep these games uh, from getting as long as they possibly could be. So if, if both teams uh, complete an offense round uh, on Temple of Anubis, for example, um, but the 2-CP assault map, uh, when both teams complete a round on offense and both have more, uh, more than two minutes in their time bank, uh, rather than letting them just work with that time and try to make another attack, uh, evidently the game is going to subtract time from both time banks until one team has only two minutes remaining. So, uh, like, if if Team A completes uh, completes a round on Foskaya, uh with four minutes and thirty seven seconds remaining in their time bank, which is super quick, uh, and Team B completes with two minutes and fifty seconds, uh, then both teams will lose fifty seconds from their time bank um, for their attack round. Uh, so the slower team has only two minutes, and the quicker team has two minutes uh, plus the difference between. Um, which is interesting. I, I'll be, I want to see exactly how that works out. Um, so the, it's similar to the the minimum of one-minute rule, but now we have a maximum of two-minute rule hmm. um, on um, on second attacks, which, yeah, in practice, I wonder how... Um, I'm sure they'll have access to all kinds of data on how that affects game lengths.
0: So if... Okay, so if Team A did the 347, but Team B did a minute... The time wouldn't be reduced at all.
1: Yeah, they, they would just okay. uh, they would just do that.
0: Very interesting
1: for like a third attack. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Okay, I, I think that's a fine change. I do like long. Yeah. I do, and when I'm playing, I don't like long. <laughs> I don't like long uh, two speed <laughs> maps, but um, when I'm watching Overwatch League, I do like those longer mat, maps sometimes. But other times, I could yeah. see I could see why people wanted to go quicker. Don't mind it.
1: Uh and it is uh not only assault but also the payload and hyper oh, yeah, yeah. uh modes mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, it's it, it'll be uh that'll be quite something when that goes live.
0: <laughs> yeah, interesting. Uh.
1: uh but also a handful handful of balance no! changes.
0: Oh not Diva Nerf.
1: <laughs> Diva no. Nerf. Uh yeah. <laughs> Her uh, booster cooldown has been increased from a 3 to 4 seconds. I think before its most recent buff, it was 5 seconds, uh, or maybe even 6. But uh, So it's not quite to where it was before this buff. Uh, but a little bit of a nerf to the diva boosters. Uh, Maze Ice Wall gets a nerf, cooldown increase from 10 to 13 seconds, and uh, they changed some of the player collision. Uh, now allows large heroes to fit through one pillar gaps.
0: Oh, they um, couldn't before, so, I guess, so like Reinhardt couldn't walk through a gap.
1: I guess not. Yeah. So now, if you can, if you can melt down at least one segment of Maze Wall, um, in theory, every hero on the roster, I guess, uh, can now fit through that gap. Uh, which is helpful. Uh, just for you know keeping things standard, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sigma's Gravitic Flux, ultimate cost reduced 10%. Evidently, he wasn't building that uh, uh, fa- as fast as it would like. And because no one asked for it, uh, Soldier got a Helix Rocket buff, uh, <laughs> cooldown reduced from 8 to 6 seconds. Uh, which is just going to change the Soldier 76 game, I am pretty confident.
0: <laughs> well, I, as someone who played Soldier 76 and wanted my Helix Rockets to be up, so much more often. I like this.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. You heard it here first. Um, soldiers meta now. I think that's. I think that's what that yeah, means. Yeah, I
0: think they just gotta. I mean, it's either soldier or McCree, so they just gotta have them yeah. compete with McCree, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and a bunch of bug fixes. So
0: that's something. nice, uh, as always. Um, nice. I like. This is a great PTR patch with some. Pretty big changes, honestly. Good amount. I mean, obviously, I I play Diva and don't like that, but it's deserved. It's definitely <laughs> deserved. Yeah. Um, and some main nerfs finally. So some nice changes. I like it. Um, and obviously, hero pools are coming before this patch is going to come too. So keep that in mind. Yeah.
1: What do you think of the uh, replays? Um.
0: Yeah. It's not obviously not as good as you would want. <laughs> um.
1: The c- it kind of makes you wonder, like, what the file size would be if... Because I'm sure, like, Blizzard has the capability to export, a, like, a full replay file. But it, clearly it's not, you know, feasible enough to do for everybody yet. But
0: Yeah, it's just got to be... I wonder if Overwatch 2 will be easier for them to do that, if they're developing that with that in mind.
1: That's true. Yeah. Uh,
0: but, yeah. I mean, even... saving like I was I tried to save a highlight the other day and it took way too long and I just gave up um (laughs) like it just seems like it's a big file or something like it's I was just like yeah it's not worth it to save this I don't know why I'm doing it (laughs) um but yeah I I, obviously I think it could be could be fine-tuned a little better but it's it's fine I guess they're they're in a going in a step in the right direction which is having it in the first place so
1: Absolutely, yeah. That's that is definitely the way we need to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. I'm once again. I'm still loving. I'm loving these constant changes because we get new news every couple weeks here. It's very nice. I like it. Uh, anything else to say about about any of that news before I move on to these games next week or this weekend?
1: Uh yeah. I don't think so. It's it's a lot. That's for uh-huh. sure.
0: Um. Well, this weekend, uh, we are going, as in the viewers, to Houston. Uh, the Houston Outlaws are hosting. I think they're yeah their first home stand ever. We've we've gotten a Texas one before. We've got two of them in Dallas. Uh, now we get our f- first taste of Houston, uh, which it's going to be interesting because it's uh, Houston's obviously not that great of a team, and um, I'd say. This is this might be a little bit reminiscent of that Dallas homestand in Week One. Uh, maybe a little disappointing for the Texas fans that come out to it. Um, but we got seven. This is so we had six matches last week. This is the first week where we have seven matches at a single homestand, which is interesting. They just fit an extra one on Sunday there, um, and it is the Boston Philly game actually uh, that they just stuffed in there a little bit. Uh, but yeah, this, um, let's, let's predict matches, Joe. I think we're still even, right? Are we still even?
1: Uh, I'm one ahead no. now because I had, uh, oh, yes. I had Philly over Toronto.
0: Or, I think that was Philly over and what, New York, right?
1: Oh, Maybe. New York, yeah.
0: Dang, yeah. I'm down now. Okay. Uh, which means I get to pick first, yeah, right? So or you pick uh, first.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, so it means, yeah, so that means yeah. I pick first. That's you true. First. Um, and numbers-wise, I'm at uh, 7 of 12, and you're at 6 of 12. 50%. So we're, I need better than that. We're still... Yeah. We, we haven't gone under yet, so yeah, that's yeah. good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so we got four matches we're looking at here. Um, two from the Atlanta Rain, who we have not seen yet all season. Uh, two from the London Spitfire, um, who we haven't seen in a while. Uh, I guess... Did they play week two? I don't think they did. Yeah, so we haven't seen them since week. No, one. we saw
0: them in Spitfire last um, week.
1: Oh, we did. Just kidding, right? Because they played. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they played Washington. Okay, we haven't seen very much of them. How about yeah, that?
0: Sure, they've only played. Well, they played <laughs> three games. They played a decent. <laughs> game. We, we haven't seen much of the Atlanta Rain. So
1: <laughs> that, is, that is true. We haven't seen Atlanta Rain at all. Um, and the first first uh, match we're
0: predicting is Toronto versus Atlanta.
1: Absolutely. So yes, Toronto versus Atlanta, um, obviously, uh, this Atlanta rain teams that lots of people have been rating pretty highly, um, uh, uh, preseason that obviously we haven't seen really how they stack up against, um, their fellow Atlantic teams yet, um, against Toronto, um, that we have seen, um, and have been doing pretty okay for themselves, I would say. Um, but the question is, are they able to, you know, stand up and be uh, more than pretty okay uh, against uh, what people are predicting to be a, a pretty top-tier landed team? Um, and that I'm really looking forward to this match um, out of maybe all of them this week. I agree. I think. Um, but uh, my answer is going to be no. That I don't think Toronto uh, is going to be able to um, cross the hump. Uh, <laughs> over over Atlanta Rain, which I think might be contradictory to my power rankings, actually that I that we put out here in the preseason. Uh, but regardless, uh, I'm calling this one for Atlanta. I think
0: um, I'm gonna go opposite of you here to try to catch up, but also because I think Toronto could possibly win this game, and they looked pretty good against Philly. They got a win against Paris, who I think people are pretty high in Paris recently too. Um, so I, I like this Toronto team a lot. I'm gonna go with the upset here and it's because Atlanta I, I don't think the the weeks of rest here for Atlanta are going to be to their advantage necessarily. They're gonna have some maybe some on stage nerves here in the first week in their first game. Um whereas Toronto of course has played a couple games. They've they've been around the block, so they they know this meta pretty well, been playing it on stage. Whereas Atlanta has no stage experience with this meta quite yet, so I'm going Toronto to beat Atlanta in an upset fashion because honestly, I think everyone's probably going to be favoring Atlanta here. Everyone loves that roster, even I do.
1: There you go. Uh, so yeah, already first match, uh, first match that we're calling uh, split up on it. So that's kind of cool. Uh, and the second one we're looking at is the last match of the day on Saturday. Uh, Saturday Leap Day um, with London Spitfire taking on the Houston Outlaws at home, uh, which would be a much uh, a much less interesting game, I think, if it were not at uh, at Houston Outlaws. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but that being said, yeah, we have Houston Outlaws uh, obviously still winless, um, but not for lack of trying. Uh, London Spitfire coming off a really close win over, um, again, a Washington team that's been doing pretty well for themselves. Um, and, you, you know, in that sense, it's. Uh, you you kind of have to give the advantage on paper to London, I think. Um, I, obviously, I, I've talked uh, <laughs> the last couple of weeks about um, how I liked. Uh, I really liked Houston, you know, going into this season. But. Um, They've not uh, been treating me very well the last couple of weeks, um, and I think even uh, p- had picked against them already last week. But but I think this week too, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no, Houston, um, uh, for this week and give the win uh, second in a row to London. I'm
0: also gonna give it to London. I think I am ready. I am personally ready for London to to start doing well actually uh, and they're facing it helps that they're facing Houston but I do think that they will dominate this match 3-0 um almost almost as good as N- NYXL versus Houston there um I think easy win for London um there yeah. you go. and we move on to the second day where London we're we're predicting London again here
1: we are indeed uh, uh this is the, the third match third match on Sunday um. Actually, why is it in that order?
0: Uh, I think it's because we added it later. We added <laughs> just, it. Just we the, added the we last it match in.
1: later. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, uh, Eric, let me change up my graphic. Let's do the let's do the Atlanta one next. Um, uh, just for the sake of because that's the order that they're going to be played Makes in, sense to me. Um. Uh, so our next match is actually going to be, um, the Paris Eternal taking on the Atlanta Rain, um. Because that's gonna be a good <laughs> because it's gonna be a good match. Um, at uh, least so you, you want to talk about this. You want to talk at about least this relatively rearranging stuff here. Uh, at
0: least relatively compared to the rest of the matches, I believe this should be a good match. But no, no, Paris Paris looked good last weekend. Paris is looking better and better every match they play. Uh, should be super interesting to watch this one. Obviously, Atlanta supposed to be a top team in the Atlantic here. So, going to be a really big matchup. Uh, Joe, you have first pick still. So, here you go. It It, it is true.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yes, now that I have my my little icons rearranged here. Um, uh, Yeah, so first pick. I think, uh, obviously, uh, a good amount of this will depend on uh, how Atlanta does against Toronto earlier in the the weekend uh, because I would – Tend to put Toronto and Paris on a, a pretty similar playing field. I think right now, um, I, I believe that's that's accurate uh, for what I would actually think in my head. But, uh, but but yeah, so I guess by by that logic, then um, uh, it ought to be ought to be in another another Atlanta pick here. I think, um, which is kind of <laughs> lame, I guess. But that's that's where lame. I'm going.
0: <laughs> uh, win or lose the game against Toronto, I think Atlanta will win this game that's is what i will say i like uh of course i said atlanta would lose because of some because it's their first game and they're 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 not going to be uh they're, they're they're they got some lack of stage experience here uh they'll they'll be over it by this game in my opinion uh, and i think they're gonna win this one no matter what i got them
1: yeah, yeah. and and our very last match, again, the second uh, London match of the week is going to be when the London Spitfire takes on the Florida Mayhem, um, who have not been looking terrible. Uh, I think um, I want to go back and check before I say for sure, but I think we have only seen them in week two. Yeah, we 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 saw them at Philly uh, with a solid 3-0 over Houston. Um, and then <laughs> lost 0-3 to Philly. Um, but it, again, with that team, you know, it's almost something you can just expect, um, with the, with the Philly that's been doing as well as they are. But, uh, but yeah, this will be a really interesting one. I think, um, if, cause if, um, either team is able to pull out some of like the really good stuff that we know they have, um, that may be more or less all it takes, um, so that being said, I have to pick one. Uh, <laughs> just so short version. I think it's gonna be kind of close. Um, but I am. Uh, I think you kind of got to give London the edge here, um, still, which is uh, it's not unfortunate. It is not the right word, but <laughs> but uh, uh, unfortunate for your Florida fans, I guess. But I think I think it's definitely either team has the potential to win this um but i'm i'm thinking probably more likely that we uh uh see london go 2-0 this week
0: yeah i'm going london too um i'm, I'm thinking I, I don't know I mayhem's gonna be mayhem's gonna have a rough week in my opinion even though i do think this team has improved from last year uh i still like london to win this one i as i mentioned in the houston game i think but they are going to start getting on a little bit of a roll here as the rookies get more and more experience. So I'm going London over Florida as well. Uh, but, yeah, we, there it is. There are our picks. We only have one difference, and I'm not that confident in that different pick I made. <laughs> but, hey, we we have a different pick. All right? That's all that matters. Hopefully we'll have some more matches to pick from, uh, eventually as the Pacific starts to play too. So
1: yeah, because well, that's the thing, right? Is when you only have like five or six teams that come to a home stand. There's only so many, you know, only so much variety in matches you can mm-hmm.
0: do. Exactly. Well, Joe, what a what a great episode of On the Flank. Um, th- thanks for thanks for joining me tonight. Obviously, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but if you guys want to follow our social medias, mine is at IV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. Uh, we have a show, Twitter, at on the Flank Show is our Twitter account. Joe tweets out uh, some beautiful graphics for our picks every week. You can see our uh, standings there, too, to see who's winning. Uh, you can email us, OnTheFlankShow at gmail.com, or tweet at us if you have any questions, any topics you'd like us to talk about. Or uh, if we said anything wrong, you guys can correct us. We've got a few of those in the past. Um, if you're, you're listening to this one way, if you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co. hyphen My personal YouTube channel, John George, you're most likely going to find that via my Twitter or on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Go try out Experimental Mode.